what's happening what's going on cj here and this is the sound of black and brown so i'm just gonna get right to it and i'm gonna tell you right now if you have a sore stomach and you're here to be a white savior this might not be the conversation for you if you're all about defending white saviorism and you believe it has to be done the <laughs> white way How is that? How is that even possible? Why aren't we talking about that? As many of the students, right, who were affected. So let me keep reading here. Though a majority white country, Ukraine has a diverse multi-ethnic population, including Tatars, Jews, and Roma, as well as small communities of black and Asian Ukrainians. In recent decades, the country earned a good reputation among the mostly African and Asian nations who sent over 80,000 of their citizens there to study. And while the Ukraine provided them with a somewhat comfortable life, it was not an easy one to attain. Reporters have documented the dehumanizing treatment against the international students, right? Particularly those from Africa, South Asia, the Middle East, and the Ukraine. This treatment also extended to racialized permanent residents of Ukraine, including a long time practicing Nigerian doctor. While white women and children were given priority in on vehicles departing the country, African women were barred from trains leaving Kyiv even though there were empty seats. Now the question is, why should black and brown people care about what is happening there? Why should we care? I'm trying to figure that out. I'm trying to understand like, why, why do we need to be so vested in this country? I think we could all agree that, you know, this was not a war which we wanted to have. This is not, you know, this is not something that we wanted to do. This is not something that we sat down as black and brown people and said, hey, you know, even though we have all these people who are homeless and we have all these people who, you know, um, who are struggling to to get food and, you know, secure their food and stuff, fuck that. We'll just go invest in this war in the Ukraine. And let's not forget the role that the Ukraine played um, in in terms of the Holocaust and during World War II, right? These people do not have a good um, reputation here historically. So I wanna know, and I see Jamar just popped up, Amy's in the room, again, CJ here, and this is the sound of black and brown. Jamar, we're, we're asking the question, I'm asking the question, why the fuck should black and brown keep, uh, people care about what is happening in the Ukraine? And I feel like I wanna hear your thoughts on that real quick, so I'm gonna turn to you. Oh man, I literally just talked about this on my show. <laughs> Good topic. <laughs> um, I will. I want to paraphrase real quick. Um, what Gust what Gustavo Petro said. Uh, president Gustavo Petro said he's the president of uh, Colombia. Um, at the UN, he said. Um, I can't give the full quote, but he basically talked about why are we not concerned about Palestine as much as we are concerned about the Ukraine. And I think that's a very, um, very distinctive understanding because we have put so much money into the Ukraine and as much as the Western media keeps coming up with these spins to try to make the public think that they are winning this war, they're not, they're not. And it's, it, it's very, very like, like obvious at this point, especially when you're seeing the Western media also backpedaling with stories. I pay attention to a lot of articles. Um, so I don't know if anybody read as much as what I read about, 
but they're they're acknowledging that this is a failure um and even poland is backing out now um and that's just going to be a snowfall effect because poland was just as much as a contributor on a crucial level um just as much as the u.s was and the u.s is actually the biggest contributor and that's why Zelensky is in is in the dc right now asking for more but there's just so much about ukraine and they're no they're, you're um, you're not wrong because the ukrainians you know the ukrainian nationalist groups they yeah, were heavily exactly. involved in the holocaust right and right. the cleansing of the Poles during World War II. Right. And the thing about it is, here comes Biden, right? Because I, I tuned into your show, and I have to say, we must have been thinking the same thing. Because I'm like, yes, what we the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Why are we still in 2023 when people are paying increased, you know, your whole cost of living, your whole cost of being black or brown or yellow, whatever that cost is for not being white has increased. It was always high. But now it's even higher. So I just want to turn to Amy really quick. Amy, what do you think about it? Why should black or brown people care about this? Should we? Yeah, um, I totally agree that, I mean, I've watched the videos of the way that um, African students were treated um, in trying to evacuate. Um, And I think it was pretty clear. that this is a very white country, right? So um, this was, you know, white people being attacked. So it became, you know, a big deal for the United States. But no, I mean, I'm, I was really surprised that we responded. No, let me take that back. I'm not surprised we responded the way we did. However, um, there are so many things going on in this world that we're doing in addition to um, exactly other countries to to black and brown countries um and it just makes no sense to me um why i guess it's our education system right i mean we're not taught to think globally i mean i i would argue it's not your education system it's a cultural factor right culturally white was deemed to be superior so you know in that sense you know this is why america goes to war it wants to exert its dick that's how i put it like you want to put a dick on the table and show we are the most powerful country we want <laughs> we want to be the big bad one. We're the most macho. We're the strongest. Like you'd swear we're in in like somebody's playground, right? You'd swear, you'd swear that we're in somebody's backyard and we're all like five years old. Of course, it's colonialism, right? Because you're spending money on something. Now, mind you, we're still recovering from COVID. I mean, black and brown people, anyone who is not white, has carried the burden of war on their back since the beginning of it, right? The first war started when Christopher Columbus got lost and went to Africa, right? And here we are. So this is just a flex of a muscle, right? So Jamar, from your perspective, right, how do you feel about all this that's happening? Now, I'm not saying that I'm, listen, Right now, I don't know for those listening in and those who will listen in, right? Y'all need to pay attention, man. This is not about politics. Yes, this is this is 2023. Shit getting real. We are not nearly as organized and active as we should be. Right? Right now, Malcolm and and <laughs> and Fidel and you know Fannie Mae, they all watching us like, what the fuck? What did we just die for? Right? What did we just die for? Shirley trying to figure that out, right? She's trying to figure that out, right? We're not organized. And part of the reason why is because of the white media, right? That white media played a big role. Remember, we grew up watching shows and TV that, you know, from the very beginning, we were all mentally enslaved. So now we're at that point, you know? And so, Jamar, I'm interested to hear from you from that, you know, I'm just laying it out there. We're not Republican lovers. So what, what he's about to spit, y'all better take it. Because you all conservative Democrats, you're fucking problematic. Talk to us. Politically, what are the lawmakers? 
I mean, they they are prior they're prioritizing war. I mean, they found a way to turn liberals into a pro war, um, uh, into a pro war mindset. Uh, before, you know, this was not a thing with liberals. Liberals were out against Vietnam. Liberals were 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 assisting socialists and progressive people in a lot of wars where our, where our people are going to. But I think because of the fact that we're using Ukraine as a proxy war is why this is different. And we're not, we don't have a connection. Um, but my issue is that, you know, when we, as you talked about with like how we're conditioned, you know, if there wasn't a social media, I would think that people will be against Niger and against Bikini Faso and against, and against Mali for reaching independence because immediately you saw the media in the West attack them for trying to be independent from France. And it's always the excuses of terrorism. And we understand that there is terrorism. And, you know, for it's kind of funny how countries like China and countries in, in Africa actually deal with a certain degree of terrorism 24 seven and they come up with these programs and they come up with these solutions and we automatically demonize them because it goes because because they go against our western agenda as a whole when they have the same issue um there's a lot that i can talk about yes yes he can't that's why i had to prelude you because listen some of y'all might be shocked but a black person just said that. Oh, shit. I want to hear from Amy, right? Jamar dropped a big term there, the white liberals. Sis, how you- I actually read something recently that was talking about um, uh, white feminism and how the role of white women liberals um and republicans honestly in um guns and being pro-military and being defenders um i think that was the word that they used defenders um is part of white womanhood now so you know we help protect our country as well so we no longer look at the dehumanization of these attacks um, and what we're actually doing to communities and countries um, because they're not falling in line with us. Um, I've been reading a lot about the pillaging um, that we've done through colonialism and, uh, you know, we obviously don't want to lose that. Um, It's how we make money. Uh, Can I ask you something, Amy? Because, you know, it's not often that you hear white people being very open on how they educate themselves on their whiteness. Can you just share, so the white people tuning in who are scared to face themselves, what made you decide to say, all right, I need to figure this out. I need to start doing this. Yeah, well, I could, I could feel the gas lighting in, and I think I've mentioned this before, but I worked as a congressional aide and in that um, district, I said, why is Bridgeport so broke? Nothing for the Bridgeport school. And we have nothing for people. And Richfield looks like Richfield. And I searched for answers and I had access to all kinds of information. And it still didn't make sense. And so I started looking to black people um, and thank God I learned early on not to harass individual black people to give me answers and to listen to black people that wanted to give answers through books. Um, So I just started buying um, history books by black authors and reading the truth and i read about american history and then i read about um the greater african trade um and then uh more globally um and how 
you know, looking at that told me why Richfield looks like Richfield and Bridgeport looks like Bridgeport. I did not get that answer from white sources. Um, I had to get that answer through the labor of black people telling in my 40s. That's awesome though. 30s. But you know, I mean, it's just the fact that you took it upon yourself because to educate yourself is an act of humility, right? Because it means that you're gonna learn something that might challenge your current setup. You might get challenged in a thought process or ideal that had previously been one that you looked up to or revered. Case in point, what happened between Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Malcolm X, right? When you unpeel that orange right there, there was a lot of things happening within um, the Black Muslim movement, right? That caused a lot of rifts, you know, but this is why we say we're not always going to agree. Some of the best solutions actually, and, you know, ideas come from disagreement, right? And I, I have to tell you, Amy, that is commendable that, you know, you were humble enough to say, you know what, I'm not an expert, because one of the things as a Black immigrant organizer, and Jamar, feel free to chime in right behind me on this one. One of the things that irks my last nerve is when we're doing something that represents us, whether it be Black and Brown, whether it be Afro-Latinx, whether it be, what if we decide to call it West Indian base? And here come these white people who think they know everything, right? Like, how the actual fuck you gonna tell me what affects my people and you are not even one of my people, right? Like, how does that work? And why do we allow it to work? And so what we're seeing now that's becoming especially dangerous, in my opinion, and we spoke on this a couple nights ago, um, is the rise of the conservative movement both on the Republican and Democratic side, because as Jamar said, they no longer exist. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, from the get-go, the fact that, you know, Biden is considered left is hilarious because when you study his politics and everything, he is considered a conservative Democrat. Um, but the right confuses them because they calling him a Marxist, they calling him a socialist. And I'm like, if he's a socialist, then what the fuck am I? Like at the end of the day. Like, but isn't it really? just a case like, of a pair of white boys just throwing mud at each other? Because the fact is, is yes. right? Because again, this is something we spoke about a couple of nights ago because I feel like we need to say these things out loud. Just because you're in a nonprofit and you're a white person, you feel good about it. That is not grassroots organizing. Cut that shit the fuck out. Right. Cut it yeah. the fuck out. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, you feel guilty. We get that. But don't come and take up all the fucking air in the room. What the actual fuck? Yeah. And, 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 and that's, just, that's exactly what happens when you deal with... I mean, I don't want to name anybody. If we're naming, just let me know if we're naming. But I don't want to name like nonprofits. <laughs> okay, so I would just bring out the big one, uh, just 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 this one. I don't know who's in the call-ins, but we saw this. We saw this. I, I, the biggest example of that is what happened to the Pride Center, honestly. Um, and there was just a lot of moving in and taking over that ended up happening and it, it lost the grasp of community outreach, the grasp of community coalition. Um, beforehand, you know, the, the Pride Center was a place for us to go to, you know, especially queer folks, like my fellow queer people. Um, I felt there was a lot of good things going on with it until they wanted to start taking over. And, and you know, I don't understand the powers of Pete, the powers of B fully on why this was a decision. They have a board. I used to work for the nonprofits as well too. So I understand they have a board and all this stuff, but they started like taking over um, trans day of visibility. They started trying to take over um, just for. So the they pride, basically whitewashed everything you know? is what you're saying. And and they brought politicians in Oh. Said, why are politicians here? Why the fuck is Ned Lamont here? I don't care about Ned Lamont. This is a this ain't got nothing to do with constituent voting. This has everything to do with just being proud of who you are. It it, it got very weird. <laughs> I 
I didn't want I didn't want to call days. Nah, I mean you're talking your talk today. because I mean this is what we're talking about. I see Manny just joined in. Manny, let me just catch you up really quick. So we started off talking about um all this focus on the Ukraine, right? On Ukraine, sorry. And that, you know, there's all this investment into it and talk about it and such, but nobody talks about the racism in Ukraine. And so that you know, gravitated towards, because it is about white people taking up space, right? Because that's what's happening. And so Jamar was just sharing, we were just talking, you know, the three of us about that whole, you know, scenario. Guys, you know, tell me if I missed anything there, just so we get him up to date, because I'd love to hear his comments on it as a younger soul coming up, because this has to be scary to watch play out. Jesus. (laughs) Or Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, Manny, what do you think? How do you feel about all that? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, well, we, you know, um, I, I, I was following the situation so before it even became a situation, right? Uh, the whole conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Um, and, you know, I, I've obviously monitored it ever since. Um, in fact, I was just reading today um, that uh, President Zelensky was uh, at you know the Capitol um, in Washington D.C. talking about it. So you know, um, yeah, it, I, you know, it goes without saying that we've seen such an influx, right, of people from Ukraine coming over here, but then a lot of people over here. You know, having quite a lot of opinions um, about Ukraine. Uh-oh. About, oh, wait you know, a minute. Are you, you and Jamar came with a vengeance. Are you talking about the fact that it was okay for white people to migrate and not the, uh-oh, no man. <laughs> Say it ain't so. Could it be that he's alluding to that? Hmm, what do you think, Jamar? <laughs> Would that be problematic? Hmm. I, I mean, mean, y'all wanted to build a wall and shit. Right. right. I mean, they get they do get in so easily and they get full benefits when they and yet they're still treating our our Latino and, and, and uh Caribbean, especially the Haitians, like it's like, why are you here? Like, you're not supposed to be here. Like, uh, Biden literally deported the most black people ever. Like, and and he's ah, these conservative that. Dems, man, these conservative Dems. But Manny, please do go on. You see, you raise no hornet's nest, Manny. This is why we like him up here. You know, go ahead. Now, only 18 years old. Keep that in mind, right? And I say that to say, do not think they're not watching, and they're very analytical. And they're talking and thinking. Right. So, you know, many people have opinions on, um, you know, the, the many, uh, the influx of groups of individuals coming from Ukraine and Europe and uh, you know, arriving here. Um, they have all these, all these statements about it, all these stances and perspectives. Um, and, Granted that, you know, you have the stance of, well, we shouldn't have even interfered in the first place. We shouldn't be supporting what or whatever. Um, and, you know, why are we accepting, you know, these groups and not these groups? There's a lot of that conversation going on. Right. Um, and so it makes me think right as i'm hearing all of this through the months um of the the conflict now you know i i can't help but think right um back to the trump administration um and and early on in the trump administration hearing so many conversations and, and almost on the news almost every day about deportation and immigration and, you know, undocumented illegals and, you know, the term aliens being tossed around from here to there, right? Um, And just how there was this really, really huge conservative push 
um, that you know we're gonna end all this immigration and we're not gonna allow it. No one's coming into the country, right? You put the the Muslim ban happened, right? <laughs> you had all these things that were happening really early on the Trump administration. He he set out to do what he was gonna do. And so, you know, I, I see the juxtaposition of it, right? Is that this, you know, wasn't that many years ago, I'm talking about 2017, 2018, right? Um, so five, six years ago, um, compared to now, right? And here we go, the conflict, I mean, the conversation of immigration is coming back around, right? Uh, we've seen when it came with the people who are coming from Haiti, right, um, from Central America, right, when we, we all saw the videos on the news of all the different people coming across and they were in the water and they were, uh, you know, just staying there or whatever. We all saw it, right? We all knew when it was going on. But, but, mind you, have you seen any mainstream media coverage of the influx of people coming from Europe? No. And if you have, please send it along because I want to see. I was uh, just about to say the same damn thing because that's a friggin' fact. And and let me add a comma to that sentence, Manny, just, just to pause for a cause. Don't get fooled. The Ukrainians weren't the only ones coming, right? Those weren't the only white people that popped up over here y'all didn't have a problem with. But those people get to be slumlords like Mandy Management. Mm, mm. <laughs> you already know how I feel about that one. But, um, <laughs> um, let me, yeah. So, right. So, you know, you, you, there was all this really big mainstream media coverage. When the Haitians were, you know, trying to come over, and the, all the people from Central America, right? Uh, <laughs> my mouse, <laughs> CJ, <laughs> you kill me sometimes. <laughs> but um, right, it was all this, you know, focus. I mean, it was spotlights, literally like spotlights on them, right? Uh, for days. I mean, the videos were just running for days and days and days, right? Uh, headlines across the TV screen, right? Um, and then you heard about it, you know, on, in Congress floor and all these different politicians talking about it, right? All oh, immigration, this, immigration, this, this percentage of immigrants are trying to come over, whatever, whatever. We, you know, um, when Ron DeSantis decided he wanted to send busloads of, of people to Martha's Vineyard, right? I mean, it was this huge thing, right? For months, it seemed. But, but meanwhile, in the midst of all that, we also were having an influx of people coming from Europe. And so here was all this focus and spotlight on people coming from our southern border, right? Um, overseas, is more than... That's actually, yeah, I do know about that since this game. Thank you for wearing that out. Um, absolutely right. Right. So, like, you know, here was all this spotlight on, um, you know, our, our Central American immigrants and people from the Caribbean and all that. And Can I just jump everyone... in and read that comment right there? This needs yeah. to be said. Um, Amy just commented according to the USCIS, all people from Europe overstay visas more than any other demographic and if you want to fact find that just don't forget how long columbus came anyway carry on <laughs> i i love that amy <laughs> changed it to seniors <laughs> um right so so yeah, so you know, I, I think that's something that, that needs to be noted, right? Is that too often uh, the the people of the nation, right, 
us as, as a citizens of this country, we are often um, made to have our attention um, diverted to something else, right? Uh, in the midst of something other, right? Something else happened. Um, and so here we are. We're all having our eyes on this Caribbean people and Central American people. And meanwhile, not a single one of us, right, is, is really kind of like 100% aware and like keen and conscious of the influx of European people that are coming into our communities, right, whatever. And by the time we do realize, we're like, oh, wait, when... When did that happen? Like, well, when, no, when see, you know what your problem is. You're also busy. You're also busy enjoying all that pizza, right? And, and getting your cigarettes from the corner. It didn't matter because it fit right in with your lifestyle. See, that's what they do better than we do. They fit in, right? They learned very well from Columbus how to just slide in there, you know, and just take it over. If you see where I'm going with that. Um, you know, and then they take up all these spaces, kind of like what's going on with the housing market right here in New Haven with Pike and Mandy Management. But we're going we gonna to talk about them, too, you know, because that's a good example of coming in and literally taking over and then having the power to exploit an entire community. Right. Because, you know, the cost of living is high, but you don't give a fuck. So you go and go in newspapers and shit and talk about, oh, the new generation is going to be better. Yeah. OK. All right. Whatever. But getting back to it, Amy, how do you feel about all of this? Unpacking all of this right here that you just heard. What's your thought? Uh, well, <laughs> that was a lot. Um, which part do you want to focus? So we're going to focus on the Ukraine. You know, Manny shared some great insight okay. there on immigration because it's true, right? We saw all these different images of these migrants coming in, right? We don't talk about how people are treated. We don't talk about you know, the murders, the dead bodies, the fact that people are separated, or how about when, um, you know, you know, people are detained? How are young girls showing up pregnant? I thought you were just detained. Yeah. Who got you pregnant? You know what I mean? Right. Stuff like that. And, and how are young men getting raped, right? Yeah, but they don't talk about that. So right, and forced sterilization, and across the border, even right now, I mean, I was watching this on TikTok today, about how Arizona claims that they put people in literally pens. They are fenced in pens like animals that are in the hot sun. And um, the activism groups were being told that people were not being left um, in these pens for more than three hours or something like that. But these activists were standing out there and filming it. And these people were left in the hot sun with water that had been also baked in bottles in the hot sun that they could no longer drink. Here in America, under our socialist Biden, um, that's going on right now. And But but Amy, so, then you're gonna say that, you know, that didn't happen during slavery, you know what I'm saying? Because back then, that uh, conservative version of socialism also made that very possible, right? So see, look at what you're saying right here, right now, you know, people talk about being so woke and shit, and giving a fuck because, you know, that's what they say, that that's the white thing to say. But look at what you just said. Right now, in this time, right now, you're giving people boiling water to drink. You could fuck up somebody inside. What the fuck? Yeah. That's what y'all are supporting for the people who didn't know. For all the people who have criminalized the migrants and, you know, all the folks coming over and saying that they're the only ones doing it. Fuck no. They aren't the only ones doing it, are they, Amy? Like you just put in the chat, there's, the, the you know, the old white people who stayed along Right, yeah. Um, I actually did training where um, for immigration, where I went to um, Boston to do this training. And one of the things that they talked to us about is who overstays visas the most. And it's white people who are older from Europe. And they said that they were telling us that they one of the things that they'll look at is, you know, somebody wants to come visit family. And they'll look at how recently they sold their house because they'll, you know, cash in everything that they have wherever they are and then come move here to America. 
Um, so it, it's not people. Oh, and, and the other big part, too, is drugs do not come from migrants walking across the border. That is not how drugs get into this country. Um, oh, Amy, so we, what know, do you mean? Put, I thought, so you mean you mean the cartel, that Mexican cartel, and, and all those shows that we see with Mexican people? Did you just say that? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, we're, so, we, you know, white people hear these things and then feel better it allows them to feel better about the things that are happening on the border now. So if I think these things about those people, if I dehumanize those people, even though most of the situations that are happening in South America that people are running from were created by the United States. That is a fact. So we're creating, and, and my biggest pet peeve is when people complain about somebody being on U.S., like, why not do it the right way? Um, well, in order to apply for asylum, you have to be on U.S. soil. That is the law. So someone does have to be on U.S. soil to apply for asylum. So there is not, you need to go to the embassy, because first of all, there isn't access to those embassies. But the migrants are doing exactly what we did with the Mayflower. They arrived at the country and said, we want to live here. We are fleeing from our country. And unfortunately, again, we created most of that chaos that people are running from in South America. Um, and so, yeah. Um, no, you're right. Thought. You're right. You're absolutely right. I know Jamar has something to say about that. Come on, hit us. I mean, yeah. I mean, look at look at Latin America now. They had had their period of neoliberalism with all these right wing dictators coming on. And that's not popular. That's not what they want. And you have these states that are narco. And it's so bad to the point where the government and the people they had they had no choice but to become these pack mules and stuff for years because that's what they were taught on how to make money and everything and now we're finally seeing left presidents come in again people want to call it pink tide um but it's a it's a great inspiration to have these leftists be able to come in and be elected and the tough task is how can we bring resources and develop this country um, and without becoming a narco state again. I, I, that's a huge issue with Colombia and Gustavo talked about that as well too when he was talking out against uh, go, talking out against um, the war on drugs and how many Latin, Latinos especially have died because of this 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 war on drugs and how it solves nothing, but but the government benefits off these drugs of, of establishing narco states, and and they don't they they then they throw these people in prison. Like what happened to the president of Honduras before um, Castro got Zamora Castro became president? They they after they used him as a narco state of a regime that was appointed by Hillary Clinton. Now he's in prison now, so it's like. Can you trust the U.S. even when they try to prop you up? And Latin America is definitely seeing that, and they are so boisterous now on opposing uh, neoliberalism. Uh, I, I think Lula, Lula's speech that he gave in the UN this week um, is 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 showing you the atonement that Latin America has that they want the U.S. to deal with because they were definitely utilized and exploited i mean what cj it's like 51 56 coups at this point maybe yeah. count 50 57 yep. with bolivia and yep. then yeah so a lot well America you know is definitely growing yes it is and it's coming out very left right because yeah. these people are not they're not afraid like right. they're calling it as they're seeing it now as we're saying that manny i know you have some this yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, 
yeah, that's that's something that uh, also very very fuss, uh, very much frustrates me. Uh, I'm like twisting my words right now. I'm just, just <laughs> thinking about it. Um, I really, 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 really uh, dislike. I'm gonna use dislike because I want to say hey. I dislike when the topic of immigration comes up and, you know, people sit there and they're like, I just don't understand why all these people are coming here to the U.S. Uh, you know, why can't they just stay in their country and be better? And, you know, and then I just try to be nice and be like, well, you know, they, they have lots of problems. In their country, right? Really, really serious problems, and they say, "Oh well, you know, that's none of our business, not our fault." And it's like, um, so much you know, because it absolutely is, right? Um, literally, U.S. imperialism one hundred and one. So, why do you feel like, you know, these people who have to flee their country? You think they want to? If they were able to, if they were able to have successful and quite literally peaceful, because they can't even have peace, if they were able to have successful, peaceful lives in their country, they wouldn't look twice at the U.S. They don't care. They don't care to come over. They would much rather be in their home country, right? Right? Do they want to leave everything? And what exactly? You have like that's the, that's the thing I have to try and point out to people. I'm like they're walking. Hundreds of miles walking, not by car, not, you know, flying in a luxury airplane over here. No, they are walking with what they can carry, leaving behind so much in their country, walking with what only they can carry. And sometimes even having to leave those things behind well, along minute, the Manny. path. Let's not make the picture prettier than it needs to be, because let's talk about being harassed raped yes. you know the torture no food no water Nothing. right you're risking your life right some people start off with a family and end up on their own yes right look at the feet look at their feet okay these people are not doing this because they wanted to go on a fucking cruise man no absolutely not and, and so that's why i'm like the reason they're leaving okay all right are problems that were created. I'm not saying every single one, whatever, but many of them created by this country, right? Because this country interferes so much and things are just none of our business, right? And so we interfere and there's problems that are created in those countries that force people to have to leave, right? Because it literally, like like Amy just put, running for survival, it's the only way that they can survive is that they have to leave. And so, yes, they come here. Yes, they come here in, in groups and masses, right, and whatever. But if that doesn't tell you something, for, just disregard the numbers, right? Disregard that because I, I hate that you just look at the numbers. Each number is a person. Each number is someone who has a story as to why they're coming here, right? So don't be just looking at it, just, just numbers, right? So disregard that. But look, right? Look at how many are here. That should get you to question, yeah, why, right? But not why in a negative, you know, connotation, right? Like, how dare you come here? No, no, no. Like, what was happening? in their country, in their environment, that their sole choice for survival was to walk all the way over here. I, ex I love what that, see that comment, literally, right? What is going on over there? That they have to leave in order to survive. And again, a lot of times you're going to find that Many of the, the origins of those problems over there stemmed from this country, 
right? And so I hate the fact that people sit here and they say all of these really, really negative things, right? And it's like you you don't realize how fortunate, how lucky you are to never even have to experience an eighth of the thing. But you see, I'm going to argue back. I'm going to push back on that statement. I don't, you see, you're so nice. You're such a nice person. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> um, this country enjoys watching people suffer. Let's not forget, this is the same country that decided to whitewash history and build it upon a bunch of fucking values that suited white supremacy, right? It knows. Remember, it opened its own borders to bring in these same immigrants they claim to hate right now. These same people. You said you needed labor. You opened up the border. And now, now you want to turn around and say this, what? And as Jimmy is saying in the chat, this is happening in our own backyard, front yard, and we are so occupied about what's going on overseas, they are forgetting about our neighbors in front of us. It's facts, right? Let's talk about what's going on here. Let's talk about the working poor and the poor, right? Let's talk about all the black and brown people who've been struggling since when, right? I see Jimmy wants to call in. Let's bring him in. Talk, Jimmy. Hey, how's it going? Let's go and say a few words. I'm hearing, I'm, I, I like what I'm hearing, and I totally agree with y'all. You know, it's hip, a hypocritical of our government to say, hey, let's go help our friends across the seas. But my God, y'all are forgetting about the thousands, not the hundreds. Not It's the thousands that are marching from South America and Mexico. And, and don't forget, you know, let's not forget because a lot of people don't realize this there's chinese japanese and koreans that are going to south america and marching from south america up up through mexico to get to the united states we're so occupied about what's going on across the pond that they're not a little bit curious of what is going on in these countries that these people are begging and crying and screaming for help and they're willing to die or risk arm and leg to cross these dangerous plains and uh, desert climates and these dangerous treacherous uh, lakes mm -hmm. and rivers to get over here. We need to investigate what's going on. I know people will say, well, it's not our problem. Um, I'm sorry, but it is our problem when we have thousands of people marching across our borders, screaming and begging for help. We need to see what in God's name is going on because you're absolutely right. Citizen, I'm fearful because if they're coming here who's coming what are they them? running right and what are they running from and let me tell you something tell right. me i'm op i'm going to open the mic to what i'm about to say so whoever wants to take this one first here's my thing we saw what happened with jeffrey people like jeffrey at epstein and all these white multi-millionaires now i'm not saying that what r kelly and bill cosby did was okay so don't come for us we're not saying that what I'm saying is, on a larger scale, these motherfuckers went to these countries and they, you know, they did some real nasty things. You know, they ran sex trades, exploited young girls and all these different things, right? Mm -hmm. How come nobody said, hey, you know, let's do an investigation. Let's find out what's going on. How come we're not banning all these things? Why do we know that these things are happening? Why do we know about, you know, the market drugs, the off-market drugs that are getting dumped into these places? About that part too, right? Because that's a whole other, all these companies that are moving their businesses over there and exploiting these countries. The U.S. just wants us to turn our attention over there so we don't look over there. That's how I feel about it. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, it's like mm -hmm. the old saying says, you know, uh, you know, uh, about the whole trick about magic, you know, the magician wants you to pay attention to the right hand while you're not paying attention to what's happening in the left. And that's where exactly. the illusion Exactly. Yeah, I think that that um, it's very important to understand that there is a lot of immigration going on like to even in europe where children are dying at sea and everything and 
for the idea that people are thinking that they just want to come here and take advantage of whatever it's it, it there's a lot of deep there's not there's no thought in what they're thinking they're just repeating what has been the most xenophobic way of but america is a melting pot america would not exist if it wasn't a melting a melting pot so the fact that we're that they're only showing this type of rhetoric towards people that don't look like europeans it, it like i wonder why people just don't question that and i wonder why people don't look into why for instance africa has so much poverty and why so many people in africa are trying to cross over to europe and so many people in africa are trying to come over to here um and seeing how much because they keep them poor and africa. sick they don't give them see when you look at africa for those of people who think that there's no housing crisis that's what's going to fucking happen right that's where gentrification takes you because that's what that did and now these people are sick and they're poor and they cannot afford to breathe these people are using urine they're drinking urine right when you see how some of these folks are living it's not exactly you know the ho- you know a hotel luxurious fucking thing exactly you know the white media make it make it seem like these people are living in the lap of luxury, right? We we don't even have time to talk about Venezuela because that's a whole other episode. That right? is and the shit. Yeah, the shit <laughs> that this fucking shithole has done in these countries and to these people. I need to put Amy in the hot seat for a second. Because the main question at the end of the day on this series is Amy, given all that we just said, in your opinion, well wait. Maybe we should do it in reverse order. Do you want to start and you go last? You know the question that's coming. What should white people do? (laughs) I'm not going after after Manny, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Um, What I would say, number one, um, education. Um, I usually say you need to focus locally. Uh, But today I think that being aware and paying attention to what is happening now, what our borders look like now, um, what our overseas policies look like now, um, but paying attention to those things and also looking at the way that people, humans are described um, and using a humanistic lens to look at other people, but also realizing that capitalism is making money, making wealthy white men rich is the goal of this country. And it has been since inception and will continue to be. And I think in, and it will continue to be until we wake up and stand up to it. So what white people can do now is self-education, work on unpacking whatever makes you look at children on the border right now and think, that's not my problem. Whatever makes you look at Ukraine and say, oh my gosh, I need to send money, <laughs> but not care what happens, what's happening on the border. Um, in your own school system, I will bet that any white person that looks at the school district of the place where they live right now, black and brown children, are expelled and suspended at rates that are much higher than white children. Why? And what are you doing about it? I think that's enough for now. Wow, that's amazing. All right, Manny, what should white people mm. Um. Yeah, well, I, I, I agree um, on all that Amy said. Um, and, and, but... I'm gonna echo with something you said, right? Uh, I don't think we can um, solely focus on a local level, right? As we're talking about the influx of immigrants um, and just immigration as a whole. Um, and so I just, I wanna have people focus on something I said, right? Is be aware and be conscious of the mainstream media focusing and highlighting and putting the spotlight on the 
Caribbean immigrants, on the you know South American, the Central American immigrants, right? Um, as they try to divert your focus from the many other groups of immigrants that are coming in, right? That aren't being highlighted and and, re- and put on rerun videos, you know, day after day on your TV screen, right? So. It's kind of up to you to be able to sit there, be like, okay, yes, there's immigrants at our southern border, but, but let me not just depend on what I see on my TV screen. And let me also realize that there are other immigrants coming in that aren't being highlighted. Right. Um, And so before, and so I think what you need to do is start to rewire your way of thinking um, in terms of stop judging the fact that we have people coming here to this country, right? Stop judging that, right? Start thinking about why they are coming. Right. That's what you should be focusing on. Right. Regardless, you know, and and that goes across wherever the immigrants are coming from. Focus on why. Right. Why they're coming here. What's happening over there and change your perspective. That's the best thing you can do. And as I always say, do it for yourself and then also with people around you. If you start to hear them criticize them, you know, spew the negativity and stuff. Ask them the same question, right? Bring bring the same dilemma to them. You know, ask them to think about why they're coming here, right? What's going on in those other countries? Nice, thank you. All right, Jamar, you're up. What should white people? I'm gonna say definitely on this topic. I agree with what Amy and what Manuel uh, is saying, but I also want to chime in and show uh, the importance is that. We're, we're all working class people and we have to understand that we have more in common than we don't have in common. And I think it's very important for the white working class to understand that. And once they truly understand that, which I know is possible because Fred Hampton literally was able to convert some Confederates back in the day into not wanting to be Confederates anymore. So it's very possible. And we just have to understand that we are all oppressed by this capitalist system. And until the working man can to actually take power for what goes on in this country, then we will truly have li- some form of liberation. I don't believe in utopia, but I do believe in a better system that's for the people. And with white people being majority of this country, we definitely have, we, we definitely need other white people that are seeing exactly what we're saying. Don't be afraid to go and talk to your uncle when he says something weird at the table and you're in front of your nieces and uncles and and call it out. Don't be afraid. I always say that. Don't don't be afraid to call things out. Whenever your grandpa mentions something that's very transphobic or something, ask him, why why do you think that way? I know it's your grandpa, but look, got a question. Got a question these things. There's, There's so many levels. And the, the the whole point of this is to understand that we as working class people have so much in common <laughs> and those are working class people coming from the border because they want better things for their family just as much as we want better things for our family so that shows you the commonality as well too so that, that that's what i have to say <laughs> that's amazing that's so true my you know I can't thank my comrades enough. They're amazing people, Amy, Jamar, Manuel. They're so nice and pleasant and kind. Um, however, here's what I'm gonna say. 2023, right? You know, my uncle Fidel Castro said capitalism will come to an end one day. And for those white people, you know, the ones who got so sad and depressed when those fuckers got um, lost in that submarine and all the other white privilege that has happened, like the next jackass who collected a chair and you all was so offended. Well, I, I have a bad attitude and I'm still still pissed off about slavery and, 
you know, all that's happening with my fellow um, immigrant brothers and sisters, myself being a black immigrant. So I say it is from that perspective. So say, get your whole fucking head out of your ass. Get it out. All right. Cut it out. You think you scared? You think you worried about your fucking light bill? Do I look like I have shares in UI? Do I look like I have, you know, bids in, in the gas company? Shit. I'm worried about my bills too. Fuck. So get your whole head out of your ass. And I'm saying that on, be on behalf of our ancestors, because when you went and you put us in chains, you didn't give me an instruction guide. You didn't say, oh, hey, yeah, by the way, I'm about to go um, enslave you and fuck you all the way up. You didn't say that. We have to always adjust to your bullshit. So I'm going to need you to figure your shit out. All right, get it the fuck together. My friends here, they're so nice and kind, talking about reading and getting to know and all these happy, lovely thoughts. Me? Nah, fuck that. You know, get your whole head out of your ass. Now, that being said, <laughs> as we wind down, going down the line, let's hear some closing thoughts, starting with you, Manny. What would you like to... Manny, are you still there? Or did we lose you? I don't know if he's still there. Is he there? I see him there. I don't see him unmuted. I see you. All right. You see him? Okay. All right. Jamar, then you kick it off. What's your clue? Um, take care of yourselves. And remember, we have nothing to lose but our change. And please tell folks if they want to stay in touch with you and talk about your pod, man. Promote that. Oh, yeah. You can find Jabari Vak Podcast on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. And I also have a YouTube up. Um, it's on It's on everything. Just, just hit the search bar. Um, and I almost I also post also on the uh, the Sound of Black and Brown page as well, too. Um, yeah. And we talk, I, I cover music, politics, and culture. And it's physically sponsored by the Arts Council. So thank you, Arts Council. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you so much. Amy, what's your closing thoughts for tonight and how can people stay in Yeah. Um, well, thank you. I want to thank this whole panel um, for helping educate me tonight and all this labor. I really appreciate it. Um, and I love doing this podcast with you. Um, I run Middletown Anti-Racism uh, on Facebook and we post lots of reading material, lots of issues that are going on in Connecticut, um, ways you can get started on yourself in your community. Um, but thank you again, CJ. I, I really appreciate um, you having me here and allowing me. Oh, no doubt. Of course. I appreciate you being up here and being honest <laughs> because I've said this before and I'm, I'm saying it again. We don't roll by a script. These folks show up and we discuss stuff. So you're not getting anything that's preempted. I'm going to try it again. Manny, are you with us? And would you like to share? Yeah, sorry about that. This cough is real, you know. <laughs> I wasn't trying to cough all up on the podcast. Um, but yes, yes. Um, again, I, I also want to thank everyone being here. Um, you know, so many insightful people. I truly, truly love it. Um, my message to everyone um, is... As always, uh, stand your ground, right? Be true to yourself. Be true to the beliefs that we, the like-minded people, um, know uh, we need to hold on to in order to have uh, a more prosperous uh, and, and beneficial world for you, for me, uh, for everyone out there. And most importantly, as I always say, for the ones who are not yet here, um, always 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 support each other motivate each other uh, you'll never know what that means to someone uh, on any given day it could mean the world and so i say to you be steadfast in your resolution your determination find strength in yourself and each other impart that strength and um you'll be seeing me cj amy all of us <laughs> will never stop fighting um and, well, here's to a better tomorrow. 
spoken like a true leader, you know, we have to remember we're not going to live forever, right? I don't care how much oil of Olay you use. That shit is good, but, you know, it has its limitations. The point is the voice of the youth is very important. I appreciate you, Manny, being here. Jamar coming out representing the black queer people and Amy, of course, you're the voice for the white people in the room. And really, again, these folks have no idea what we're going to talk about. And this is this is important to note because, you know, we need to have these honest, open conversations. There is sometimes no right answer. And in the differences is where we might find some really good solutions. Right. But we cannot, as James Baldwin told us, we can't change it unless we face it. If we're not facing it, that means we don't want to change it. So think about that. Um, we can't thank you all enough for your ongoing support and encouragement. That really, really means a lot. Please continue liking, sharing, subscribing to the podcast and keeping up with us. We really enjoy being up here and we enjoy doing this for you all. That's all for now. Fist up, smile on.